Welcome to the Thunderstock Show, a collection of valuable brainstorms to enhance your life, liberty, and pursuit of property. Today's special guest, for the third or the fourth time, is my friend, neighbor, podcast guru, Nell Tice. What's up? What's going on? Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. I like your hoodie. Was that a business gift? Uh, it was a business gift. Thank you. Um, yes, it was a very economical one, considering I made it myself. You made that? I did. Oh, my God. The business gift, I guess, really was the cricket then. What's the cricket? The cricket is everything. A scrapbooker's dream. Uh, it will cut out stickers of any type that you want. Like, if you want a decal for a Yeti, you make it on the cricket. If you want a decal for your shirt, you make it on the cricket. No way. Yeah, you, like, iron it on and everything. That's like a sticker you ironed on. Yeah. <laughs> We're not even two minutes into the podcast, and I learned something. This is going to be a good one. I'm a little past the make it yourself thing now. I'll just go to a site. <laughs> that was year one in the business. Got it. Year two is like, I'm not doing that anymore. Fun fact. <laughs> I want to talk about uh, the business progress in the last year. For Nell, when we first started working together, it was just about a year ago, maybe a little bit longer. And Nell was like, hey, I'm going to focus on 100% my own business enticing media I'm going to step away from that business that she was partnered in, which I will not name, um, stepped away from that. And I kind of wanted to hear, you know, what's that story been like? Yeah. I mean, I know I want to hear the story be told for the world <laughs> to hear. So it's amazing what happens when you decide to focus on one goal at a time. <laughs> I mean, it really allows you the opportunity to focus and build and grow the way that you see it fit or happening for you. And I'm just, I'm really grateful for the time that I honestly spent in that partnership because I learned a lot. Had I not done that now it's so I'll kind of backtrack a little bit so that you know what's going on, but year 2021, excuse me, year 2022, I left my job January one. I was in the entrepreneur chair full time and it was like six months in, I was working with a business coach at the time and six months in, he was like, this is awesome. I feel like you should be doing this with me. Like, let's do this together. And I was like, cool. This is a really great way to get out of my contract for paying him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I can yeah. be a coach. Why not? I'm six months into this business. That makes me qualified to be a business coach, right? Sure. Yeah. So I did learn a lot in that whole sense too. I'm not ever going to be the kind of person that is going to do something and regret it. I'm always going to be the kind of person that is going to do it and be like, all right, what did I learn from this and how can I move forward with these lessons? Mm -hmm. So yeah, June, 2021. But you were still growing two businesses at once. Yeah. Well, attempting to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, June, 2021, I went into this and we had, uh, we'll call it a summit and we were, you know, getting speakers in from all over the country and selling tickets and the whole nine yards. And it was just kind of a fiasco because we also had clients mm -hmm. and it was like, all right, we're going to, you know, get this together at some point. And then we never really did. So I left in December of 2021 and I was like, cause I, this isn't what I really signed up to do. I started focusing less on enticing media that was suffering. And 
my heart just that's where my heart is mm-hmm. i mean i even used, that's why you stepped away yeah, yeah it was your baby 100 percent. and i'm the kind of person that like i if i'm feeling anxious i don't even like to say that i am an anxious person but if i need to like calm myself down i talk about my business but you're a person who experiences complex emotions like anxiety and talking about business is soothing. It is. Yeah. It totally is. And that may make no sense to some people, but it's probably going to make a lot of sense to your listeners. So I just, I knew right then and there, I was like, I got to double down because mm. I'm either in or out. So January 2022, I went like full 100% into enticing media. And I could not think that that's, a better decision than it was like it's just been awesome i've loved the clients that i've been working with i have grown relationships with clients to astronomical levels where it's like cool i consider these people like my lifelong friends now mm-hmm. i mean it's just i never even thought it was possible to create business relationships that would end up being better friend life relationships than I have. And that's amazing. That's a really cool feeling. I love that. So you should always strive towards that too, because it's surrounding yourself with more like-minded individuals. Yeah. It's amazing how all of this works. (laughs) So yeah, it's been, it's been a hell of a year and I'm so excited like right now, because business kind of slows down a little bit Mm -hmm. around the holidays. Yeah. So right now is like the growth period. When everybody else is like doing all the the family shit and, you Mm -hmm. know, you know, doing all the stuff, which I'm going to do too. Sure. I'm like, this is the time to grow. Well, off camera, you were telling me your idea of Christmas is business. So you (laughs) and, you know, some people for Christmas, they want the new toy or, you know, they want to add to a collection of swords or, you know, the sweater. Your sweater looks like branded, you know, enticing media. It looks like new gadgets to grow the business, right? Yes. That's what Christmas is like in the Tice household for you. Yes. Yes. It's an enticing Christmas for sure. I I talked about just recently. <laughs> I mean, we always try That's to. That's so clever. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so my husband and I don't have kids. Yeah. So we always try to like hightail it out, like mm. go somewhere. We've been in Florida for Christmas one year, which was really kind of interesting because it was the coldest winter they had had in like 20 some years (laughs) so i was like well i guess we're not going to do this again but um it's it's fun because i'm like yeah i want this i really think that this could elevate this part of the business or you know things like that and kenny's like well you know i really kind of want to do something a little more sentimental less businessy and I'm like, but why? Yeah. This is who we are. If it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so my my gadget this year that I really want is a Remarkable. What's that? So it is a tablet that... So you know how you take like a notebook and pen to like a yeah. meeting or something like mm-hmm. that or your laptop? So it's a tablet that acts as a notebook and pen. Oh. But I've seen people do... I'm like, what is yeah. that? But you're telling me it's a Remarkable. Yeah. It's called Remarkable. hmm um, they should definitely be a sponsor of your podcast because remarkable. I will accept your sponsorship <laughs> gladly. Yeah. So you can take all your notes down. It has like a pen and paper feel to it. And then when you're done, you just organize it into a folder and it goes into a cloud. 
So you can just access your notes at all times. You can send it to people and like do the whole thing. It's a lot better than when I take pictures of my notebooks. Right. And then use iCloud storage that gets it in the same file and folder as like my baby pictures from my child and right. other screenshots that have nothing to do with anything. So you're <laughs> yeah. saying that there is a service Remarkable provides. Yeah. That makes my life way easier than my current process. Yeah. Because I still do write things down with pen and paper because it just feels right. Yeah. I could be typing it, but I'm just like, nah, it's easy. I know. And that's but I like, don't like losing it because I will lose notebooks. I'm yeah. notorious. I'm a notorious notebook loser. Oh, no. And I'll find them. I'm like, oh, that was my notebook from 2013. <laughs> like, well, I found it when I moved. I'm like, would have been nice to have it in 2014. Yeah. You know? 100%. I still have notebooks, I think, from like high school. Yeah. Pages are all yellow and everything. But yeah, no, I love... To just be able to write. And the other part of it, too, when I'm in meetings, I hate typing mm. out notes because I feel like I'm it's not loud. present. Yeah, it's loud. There's a clickety-clack, and they're like looking it's at like, you like, are you browsing the internet? Right. I'm like, no. If I'm taking notes, everyone's <laughs> like, oh, they're really paying attention. Look at all the notes she's taking. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm also like deathly afraid of not saving it before I close it. Every time. <laughs> or what happens if your laptop loses Wi-Fi? And you're using Google Docs and you think that you're connected to the internet and it's like, oh shit. Don't even talk to me about connectivity. Or, I had such an issue or this what past if, week. <laughs> and I don't know about Remarkable, but I'm assuming the battery is pretty nice because you're just writing notes. You're not like, you know, powering a, a graphics processor. Or so motherboard. the battery like, lasts two weeks, I think. Yeah. P, a, a laptop battery at best, what's like 20 hours? Oh yeah, maybe. It, at best? Yeah. I think my new laptop my MacBook lasts 18. Yeah, mine laptop over there. It's a decent laptop. It's not bad. Probably an eight, nine. I mean, it's fine. It's not yeah. Mac, but it's fine. <laughs> so do Mac products, Apple products get you excited for the season for business? Or are you already decked out? Are the halls already decked out in the Dice Household for Max? So what does that look like? We're actually pretty decked out. So nobody really knows this, but enticing media when it first started first started out as a like home smart home setup what yeah so my husband was like going into people's houses and like installing their tvs and doing smart home setups like a like a side gig yeah that's pretty cool yeah so while i was building up video editing skills i mean i was still doing our youtube channel and stuff like that but i hadn't really had any clients i had one real estate client uh um mm-hmm. agent marcus uh yeah, Maurice. Maurice. No, Maurice. Ah. Um, I'm actually gonna see him this week, and like, I he's still a client. Love like I mm-hmm. love his passion for small business and everything. I could say so much about him, but uh, while I was building that, my Kenny was going into people's houses, hanging up like 4K TVs and Alexa setups, doing like I he had a couple in Cornwall Manor that needed to get rid of Comcast. They wanted to go to streaming, so he helped them set up streaming. And that, so he's really, really good at that stuff. So our entire house, we have like Sonos uh, audio system. Mm, okay. So we have a Sonos speaker in every room that is connected to something. Cause I don't even like, I'm pretty good with tech, but not like this. He is it all set up on one system where we have like a control panel iPad Yeah. where we can like control everything from there. What? But like, while I'm turning on the music, I can like order DoorDash or no. like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I have an iPad that's not being used. Can I, can I be like, oh, you could totally hey, hey Kenny, 
Yeah. I have a I have a, a business gift for myself. <laughs> I would like to pay you to help me with this. Yeah. I can just mount it in my office and mm-hmm. then just command You can center. control everything from there. I could do my thermostat. You could do your thermostat. You can do lights, whatever you want. All right. Well, I'm adding that to my. <laughs> we'll see how what Santa Claus says about me at the end of the year. But uh, yeah, Santa. Do we have a different Santa for business? Yeah, mine's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> if she's happy with me, then she doesn't care about the credit card statement nearly as much. Got it, it. You know. Got it. If she's like, "Hey, you kind of didn't do the dishes. I'm gonna look at what you spent money on." I'm like, "No." Oh no! Just do the dishes. Exactly. She knows right. Dishes. I'm gonna do the dishes. <laughs> No, but all jokes aside, so when you started Enticing Media, you had the smart home, so you're already pretty much technologically decked out. You're getting these gadgets, you're getting these these cool additions. But like mm-hmm. one of the things that I found as you know, following the business, following your story, super interesting to me is like now you're doing radio. So when you took up <laughs> the media, you're like, you've done photography, you obviously you do video editing, you do videography. Yeah. Um, podcasting is even different than that. Yeah. And radio is even different than that. Like, oh, 100%. So, like, talk to me about the difference between the radio uh, requirements technologically and, like, yeah. the mindset shift and everything that goes involved with radio versus podcasting. Okay. So, first of all, I'll <clears throat> say that we're doing live radio. Even different than record. There's even recorded radio? Yeah. So, your Sirius XM and okay, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, I hate to, like, I guess you could say for let's just use holidays as an example. Mm-hmm. I don't I mean, you can record radio shows and they'll play those. They'll play mm. different playlists and things mm-hmm. like that so that people aren't actually like working on holidays. But I'm sure some still do. But we've even recorded our radio show, which we absolutely hate mm. being on live radio. Like there's nothing like it. But growing up, I wanted to be on TV. I wanted to be meteorologist, right? Yeah. I wanted to be a meteorologist. I went to a broadcasting school to audition. They um, accepted me on the spot because I just was like so enthusiastic about it. But I did. I read a radio promo and they were like, wow, you really do have a voice for radio. And I was like, no, you're wrong. I have a face for radio because like I felt so good doing it, but I never really pursued it. And then, you know, fast forward like 20 years, we now have this technology and this ability to have all this connectivity, just us. We mm. don't need giant broadcasting companies. There used to be that huge barrier to entry is what you're saying. Huge. Yeah. And you needed you just... a degree. And yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, podcasting. You know, the equipment is obviously very similar. You want like a mixer and interface and, you know, a DAW, which is a digital audio workspace and good microphones. Is that a software or is that what is? Yeah, it's software. So a doll could be anything like audacity Mm -hmm. or Apple logic. And I'm destroying your entire studio, (laughs) but, (laughs) or uh, Adobe audition, anything that captures audio, you can mix it, master it, the whole thing. So you want a similar setup in that sense for podcasting with podcasting you can don't forget you can edit so if i sit here and i go um and i gotta take a while to collect my thoughts like we can deal with that live radio can't do that sure so and it's like a lot like live tv versus video that you can edit but when you're podcasting you want to make sure like you know all of your audio levels are equal you want to do that for radio too but there's a difference 
with when you include broadcasting in that. Well, you're talking about almost like a, doing a concert if you're a musician yeah. versus recording an album. Right. Pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. There's no auto tuners. You know, if mic check doesn't work out at a concert, the show must go on. You have to figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. And that happens a lot. So, you know, you're playing music. You've got all these different aspects to it. And yeah, I mean, it's it's live. You, you just do it. But there's nothing like the rush, I would say. It's almost, I, I don't want to say like an addiction, but it's just this really cool rush, like high that you get from being live, especially when you're interacting with people as they're listening to you all over the world. It's so awesome. But I mean, I love both podcasting and live radio. But they're totally different feels. Completely different. Yeah. Completely different. But yeah, both of them are amazing. I've listened to your show. Uh, I think the first episode I listened to, I was actively engaging in the Facebook community. (laughs) And I was like, and you played Ice Ice Baby. And I'm like... (laughs) I did Ice Ice Baby karaoke the night of my wedding. We went to bar hopping afterwards. Okay. And I was listening to the show and I saw that you acknowledge and like interact with my comment. I was like, this is what the the cool kids nowadays probably feel when they're doing streaming of video games Mm -hmm. like on Twitch. Yeah. But I feel like I'm like working out, listening to my like my my, uh, soundbar at home. Mm -hmm. Like this is like a lot more cooler feeling than like the Twitch community. Well, I mean, mean, for me, for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So when everybody says live radio, what do you think of like a hundred years ago, like 19 like serious at like a. FM 97. Okay. Or okay. like 1057, like. Like the old the airwaves. <laughs> yeah. I love 1057. Or like AM, my dad, I mean, again, I don't do this, but I remember I always being the vehicle of my father growing up when, you know, because he, he worked as an outbound um, sales. He was in the real estate industry. Mm-hmm. So when it was like take your kid to work day or whatever, mm-hmm. school was closed and. My mom saw it work, so I went with my dad in the car, and he'd listen to, like, AM radio. Yeah. Like, talk like radio, radio. Like, yeah. Like, Glenn Beck, or well, who is the guy that died from opiate? Um, oh. Rush Limbaugh. Yes. Oh, my, so my parents dad, listened to him. Yeah, my dad would listen to that, and I'm just like, that's what I thought of with the radio, but, like, it sounded like shit. Yeah. Like, AM radio was not it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot... In the air, I guess you could technically say. You've got to get good signal and things like that. I mean, we've progressed now to internet radio, which is what we're dealing with. And it allows you to reach so many more people. And it's a little more stable. If you've got a good internet connection, then you're you're fine. But Mm -hmm. it their internet radio is massive. Really? It is absolutely massive. There is literally something for everyone. So our show uh, is on a station called sandcastle radio Mm -hmm. all internet radio anything that you can imagine constantly adding new hosts and things like that but my husband has his own show now that's trap rock so for those that don't know what trap rock is it's tropical rock it's like oh jimmy buffett Buffett hey jinx what do you say that i know right Margaritaville, um, five o'clock somewhere. Five, like it's kind of like country-ish, but laid-back beach music. It Gulf reminds Coast style me music. of when I went to um, Florida, Bama, 
We used That's to it. we used to go to Gulf Shores, Alabama. Yeah. And I remember as like a thirteen year old, I had like the Hawaiian floral shirt and yeah. like flip flops and like cargo shorts, and I was like, pr- like prime rocket power Nickelodeon shooby vibes. <laughs> I was just loving life. I remember my my parents would drink like alcoholic milkshakes or like screwdrivers, <laughs> and I would just have a regular milkshake, and I'm like, yeah, I'm one of the boys right now. Yes. Like non alcoholic beverage. Yeah, Florabama. Yeah. That's actually a Kenny Chesney song. I think. Is it? Yeah. It's a real area. It exists. Yeah. Yeah. It's I also a it. restaurant or a bar too. I think. I would probably like that place. Yeah. Yeah. I like the Gulf Coast a lot. I know we talked about. Like I can talk to now about traveling till the cows come home because you 100%. you do that like that's one of your things is like your travel yeah. vlog your YouTube mm-hmm. channel about travel yeah and you kind of teach people like hey here's like you know our experience and you know the yeah. you, you even do like lidits as close as lidits yeah. the town over or you'll do like around the world around the country yeah and like travel tips and and tricks and like yeah. I just think of when I went to, I think I talked to you about this, like what spots to hit in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. We went, Scott and I went there before our daughter was born. Yeah. And uh, I just think of like Tampa, like the golf course, that area of Florida. It's beautiful. As like the, the trop rock. The, like the capital. Yeah. So interesting. Maybe not enough. though. Maybe not. Well, I mean, honestly, anywhere from like Key West up to over uh up to like not even biloxi i want to say gulfport mississippi really yeah so there's actually a festival there for parrot heads it wait what's a parrot head so okay a parrot head is a basically like a jimmy buffett groupie like a dead head for grateful dead yes yeah so those are parrots my husband's a total parrot head and he so jimmy buffett was born in pascagoula mississippi i think really yes yeah so he's like fully gulf coast but when he passed away this year the festival that they used to have in key west they actually moved it up to gulfport which is Mm. closer to his home and i think they're gonna keep it there now or gulf shores i don't remember Gulfport or gulf shores yeah gulf shores alabama is where i used to vacation oh really yeah it's cool okay so i just got to mobile by cool i mean it's hot as hell <laughs> oh my god! It's like a next level hot. It is. So we were in Mobile. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that's like an hour away. Yeah, it was in September. Yeah, like second week of September. I like there's not enough showers that you can take. You can't to feel comfortable. You're always in the shower. It feels yeah. like. Yeah, and when it's you, soupy, when you step outside, like instant sweat. How's the mosquitoes there? Probably huge. Honestly, or not, I didn't really notice. Mm. I didn't. What month were you there? September. Okay. Yeah, it was beautiful, and I feel like the next week maybe it started to cool down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, Gulf Coast, a hundred percent, like we're gonna end up there someday. Do you now? How much? Like, so I want to list the things that's go- that's going on the last year. Yeah. More activity on the travel, more mm-hmm. activity in the YouTube, which is awesome to see. We have the radio show going on. We have the enticing media full focus. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you prioritize all the things? Like, yeah. honestly, I mean, there's so much going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. So I live and die by a calendar. Mm-hmm. And I've even upgraded that in the past year. I used to just use, you know, your standard like Calendly for scheduling meetings and Google Calendar that goes here. I'll, I'd build like a Zapier automation to like send people follow ups and links and things like that. 
which was fine, but with AI becoming a little more prevalent and I discovered that I can have AI help me out in my scheduling and things like that. So that even is like once and done, like set up, uh, take care of it. I can rely a little bit more on my calendar than I used to be able to. Cause funnily enough, I trust the AI more than I trust myself with my calendar. Hey, I used to miss meetings and I would be like, I can't do this. I remember having issues with Calendly in the beginning where it would it would say it was booked and not show up in my calendar yeah. and I wouldn't I'll be like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, that happened a couple of times, but also a couple of times it was me. Mm. So, you know, I use it's called motion and I just learned about this last week. Did you? Yeah. So It's I, funny, there's yeah. one called Motique. Oh Mo- yeah. Motic. Okay. Which is like competitive with uh, like Google Analytics, like an analytics platform. Got it. And there's motion. Mm-hmm. And the person that introduced me to this is named Mo. I'm like, it's a sign. <laughs> it's a total Mo sign. knows. Mo knows motion. <laughs> I, just, I feel like there's a business opportunity there. I had to share. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, I mean, it's great because it's kind of like Calendly and a calendar built in together. So, and then you can ask it to, you know what, I want to add this task to my calendar I need this to fit in somewhere. And I get so overwhelmed with what we have going on and like all the spaces filled up on the calendar that I don't even want to figure out where to put something in. So I let AI do that for me. Yeah. Like it'll find an empty space and I'll, I'll do it. I'll see it. It'll be there and I can check things off. So it also acts as a to-do list. (laughs) So basically AI is like a VA virtual assistant yeah and i do so i actually have a virtual assistant too uh but she helps me with some of the bigger stuff that goes on in the background and because i still like to be you know classic business owner every client every final product everything comes through me somehow Mm -hmm. still and eventually as we grow i understand that that's not gonna be that way but Kenny's also getting more involved in the business and long-term goals. Since we don't have kids, like we've always wanted to travel. We want to get to a point where Kenny can quit his full-time job and come on enticing media full-time and we can maybe full-time travel, maybe not full-time travel, but travel, like be on the road a lot more, Mm. whatever makes sense for taxes. Well, exactly. (laughs) There's going to be times where you have to spend money. You just have to travel. I know. If you, I mean, It's either going to go to the government or it's going to go to, you know, you. Traveling. Well, there's also different, you know, the taxes with how much time you spend out of the country every year. Oh, I can't even begin to comprehend versus, that. Yeah, I follow quite a few, uh, like, wealth influencers on Instagram that specialize in, like, travel mm. people. So, yeah, but no, it's the prioritizing is live and die by the calendar but it does help to have Kenny help with that too because he's yeah. starting to do a lot more like social media. So the like VA, Kenny, the AI, all that really helps. And then yeah. you just kind of prioritize the you know projects as they come up per, per the schedule. And yeah. yeah. You make and a, I mean, you know, a nice blend. Like you always know your radio shows on the same day, same yeah. time. Yeah. And then you're podcasting. You release it uh, you know, the Monday morning. Yep. And you record that when you get the guests, I'm sure. And then Yeah, and it you know, something can always be better. You can always make improvements. 
And so, yes, like the radio show, the podcast, those are like set in the calendar. So what really has to be compromised is either client work, which I don't want to be compromised and never will be. Um, Like that just is that goes in where it goes. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, even if it's eight, nine, ten o'clock at night, like that's just the way it is. Sometimes I get my best client work done. Like I know or like super early in the morning. Well, I'm not the best at that. Yeah. The, it's weird, right? Like, <laughs> I I have some periods of time where I can be that guy who wakes up at 5 a.m. every day. Mm-hmm. But then there's times where I'll do, like, a happy hour with, like, a prospect. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'm going to go back home. And then the wife wants to have, you know, some a glass of wine. Right. I'm like, all right, cool. And then yeah. it's like, oh, okay. Like, I've now had a couple of drinks. And I'm gonna <laughs> like, you know what? I haven't really sat down and watched television or done anything like, you know, relaxing. Yeah. And I'll look at my clock. I'm like, oh, it's 1230 at night. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> See, I don't ever get that late. Cause... So I'll break, I'll break my schedule that way. Yeah. No, I do that too. And it'll be like sometimes yesterday for whatever reason, I got what I felt like was a lot of rest on Sunday. So nice. Monday morning I woke up and I was like, I'm just going to get up because I got shit to do. And yeah. let's just get started. I, I'm not a morning person, but I love the morning. But you wake up, uh, <laughs> you wake up early though, don't you? Yeah. I mean, Kenny has to get up early. Usually the alarm goes off at six, but yeah, rarely am I not awake before six, mm-hmm. which is just a product of my body has been so accustomed to the same routine. From the so years long. of doing it. Yeah. Yeah, like my most productive day of the week for client work, mm-hmm. I went through like 50 emails and did like proposals and like deep, deeper yeah. work. <laughs> it's like, this is so lame. I think <laughs> 10 years ago, I just laughed at myself. It was like Saturday, <laughs> like seven o'clock until like 10 o'clock PM on a Saturday. Oh my god! And I just got so much done because no one's bugging That's me. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, because my my wife works on on Saturdays and my daughter goes to sleep around seven seven thirty. Mm-hmm. So if, if my wife takes care of my daughter, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh wow, this is yeah. the most peaceful, like low key stressful, like stressless time. Yeah. Um, but if I had trying to do the same client work during the week, yeah, it would probably have taken me eight hours versus three because I would have to start, stop, switch this, yeah, check this email. Oh, there's a call text now. Text messages. Text and... messages. Beep beep beep. Like, and I I find my my schedule during the week. And again, maybe you feel the same way. Is like, I have what's a blocked out calendar event that mm-hmm. I do, or I have a million things all at once. <laughs> like that free space is never free space. It's always just like, all right. No. Yeah. That's where you got to put the tasks in that you, mm-hmm. you prioritize. Like, do I want to get some exercise in today? Like huge. Yeah, absolutely. Eating lunch is really important. For some reason, I never eat lunch. I know. Because I just don't schedule it. I had to force myself while we were before the podcast, like briefing. Yeah. To heat up a quick meal and just scarf it down because I'm like, I didn't eat today. <laughs> I, yeah. It's so wild how you forget like i'm i'm a total foodie like i'll go to the best restaurants in philadelphia new york like i love food you guys were talking earlier about you know you'd be okay with eating the same thing every single day i am the complete opposite i that's also my creative outlet too which is odd food food yeah 100 like i you can always tell what kind of day i've had by what i cook for dinner that night so you're like a culinary artist 
I yeah yeah I would consider that and that some people think it's weird because they're they're like well you're a creator like a video part like That's are work. you already creative right yeah and you can still have bad days even though you enjoy what you're doing you know so if I've had a really bad day my dinner that I make is gonna be outstanding <laughs> like that's so funny because for work you know similar thing doing the, the CMO doing the marketing. Like I'll read business. I'll listen to business podcasts. I'll do, yeah. I'll write up business documents. I'll do podcasts for business. Yeah. But when I'm trying to chill, it's like, I'll just open up a book. That's nothing to do with, with work at all. And just like yeah. take notes and just get immersed. Yeah. I'm like, wow. I mean, it's not like me creating art, but it's like me like enjoying art. It's not really, yeah. I just can't chill off of what I do for a living. No, it, when I say, so like earlier I said that I, you know, I'll use business to kind of deal with anxiety yeah. because that's, that's my comfort zone for sure. But there's also like, but when you're to, not anxious, right? Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'll read. So I love to read. I really do. And honestly, I don't do it often enough, but it almost feels like when I don't read something business related, it almost feels like guilty. Like, really? Oh, I shouldn't be reading this, I know. but I am. Like I'm reading the Britney so Spears book right now. I have so much fiction and like yeah, yeah work. Yeah, Br- Britney Spears book. It's like it's not related to business at all. No, but like it's just sitting on the shelf, like calling my name, like you should pick me up and right. enjoy me because you bought me and I'm on your bookshelf. Yes. And, yeah. And reading is still good. <laughs> well, it's a skill too. How did we get here? What were we even talking about? I'm talking about time management priorities with everything you have going on this year. <laughs> yeah, so I manage time by reading by reading novels by, you know, past pop stars. <laughs> Leave Britney alone. I mean, it's it's honestly it's a good book. No, I'm just kidding. It's but it's you can tell it's clearly written by her, but like she had an editor go through and like reform sentences. I'm reading a book right now. It should be, I should have been finished with it. It's called Oikonomics. It's about like oh, I've heard investing that. like Jesus. So it's like interesting because I don't like do the whole church on Sunday thing. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I mean, I've read a lot of investing books and I'm like, I've read a lot of like religion and philosophy books. Yeah. I never read a book that was both. <laughs> and it's just, <laughs> it's kind of wild to me that, you know, I can feel like I'm reading a business book, but I can also feel like I don't feel bad about missing church these all these Sundays. Well, I mean, religion and worship looks different for everybody. I'm definitely not of the mindset that you have to be in one place yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So that's, to do that. that's why I'm, you know, it's kind of like a guilt free read for me. Um, the other book I, I listen to books. So like, obviously now that it's like approaching the holidays, mowing the lawn doesn't happen nearly as much if at no. all anymore. Yeah. But I used to do the most podcast or like audio book when I'm mowing the lawn. Oh yeah. This is the best. I was yeah. listening to David Goggins, most recent book. And honestly, I've been a huge fan of his for a while and like never finished. I'm like, you know what? I'm actually finished. Mm-hmm. Like, unlike you, David, there's a time where I will say I'm finished. Like, I'm not trying to like beat my body to a pulp anymore. No, I'm yeah. not going to be an ultra runner. Uh, I'm not. My days of being in the military are far behind me. I've never, I have not been in the military. I'm not going to be. Right. So like, it's cool. Like, sometimes it's great to like close a book and close a chapter. Yeah. Like, I'm moving on to a different thing. Yeah, Absolutely. For sure. You know. So I'm trying to think about where my thought process was going there. But it's, yeah, I really lost my train of thought. And like the other guilty pleasure too. It's like kind (laughs) of, it's just kind of like, it's weird to admit. It's like, 
I have a, a gaming computer that really helps me do all the video editing. I can, oh, I can run yeah, like yeah. three screens at once for work and it makes yeah. me way more productive. But like some of my decorations in my office are like cartoon related when I was growing up. Yeah. And like I'll like play a game that's remastered from like a childhood like uh, mm-hmm. nostalgic, kind of like the Britney Spears book you're reading. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That escape sometimes for a couple hours here and escape. there. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. But like when it becomes too much, then it's too much. But yeah. I think like rest is such an interesting thing for entrepreneurs because <laughs> they kind of glorify burnout. And it's like, I don't think burnout should be a badge anymore. It's 2023. No. You have AI. Everyone's afraid of AI. If you just use AI, you can actually rest more. Like if you're, if your business and your tools are not helping you as an owner to get more like rest, because once your ROI of, of input versus output goes down, it's like, you need to rest. Yeah. That increases your efficacy. Yeah. And like for some people, it's literally just like sometimes enjoying the nostalgia, the cartoons you like growing up or the pop stars you like growing up. Yeah. And that makes me better at work the next day because I'm more recharged. I'm just, my brain's like calm yeah well i think also as a creative person i think that nostalgia really kind of helps you tap more into that because it takes me back to like a childlike place yeah and when i was a kid you know we didn't have the ipads and all the stuff growing up so we had to use our imagination and creativity to get us through our days and that's what that kind of takes me back to so i do feel recharged after I have that nostalgia and you know, my general curiosity about what happened in Brittany and Justin's relationship was also a factor in me reading sure. that book, but it is an escape. It's something that we need to do. And I actually just did a podcast episode about this. I uh, active rest. And I was, cause I was like, what on earth is active rest? It's like an oxymoron. Sure. Most people equate rest to chilling sleeping. on the couch, watching Netflix yeah. or sleeping. And some, she was like, you know what? It's great because active rest sometimes can look like going for a walk. Yeah. I was just going to say. Yeah. Because you can go for a walk, but you can also walk for half an hour and hit your step count for the day. Yeah. You can do that. But you can also like another thing that helps me prioritize. I didn't even think about this is definitely habit stacking. Mm. Like make a call check the emails or do something. Now this doesn't qualify for active rest, but habit stacking, I wanted to mention that is also something else that can literally shave like hours off your day. But I'm telling you right now, now like I make it a habit before I go to bed mm-hmm. to like zero out my inbox. Yeah. And some people I talk to are like, Oh my God, it's so crazy. How could you ever zero out your inbox? I have 30,000 emails. So you can never get a hold of it. It's like, honestly, if you would take one, period of time that's uninterrupted mm-hmm. that mountain like would go down substantially the other thing yeah. is if you just do it a little bit every day as a habit then your email doesn't become scary it just becomes like it becomes incredibly something. manageable yeah if you do something for just five minutes a day like mostly everyone should brush their teeth <laughs> mostly everyone goes to the bathroom at sometimes i believe so. everyone should they should <laughs> unless they you know need diapers in which case it's a different story totally Different but like podcast. most people like take a shower. Like, okay. So now you've proven, you can, <laughs> now you've proven you can do habits. Those are, those are habits. You have evidence stacked up that you can do them. It's funny. Because, now add more good habits. Yeah. Like well, take your vitamins or go for a walk or right, whatever. Exactly. Like you can do a lot of these things at the same time. But I mean, sometimes even for me, active rest is getting something done. Like that's not super over laundry. 
Yeah. I fold and put away laundry. Okay. I, I don't hate, fold. I hate it. I hate laundry, <laughs> but sometimes I th- I'm serious. Like the task that I hate doing the most. Yeah. Because laundry is so mindless. Like it's just not it's hard. True. But for me, if like, if I put away that, I'm like, I just did the, my most hateful task. Yeah. Now in the next task, it needs to be less hateful than that. It'd be easier to do. Right. So, yeah, like I would say unloading the dishwasher would probably really? be. That's active rest. It definitely is. But it's also something that like I don't really enjoy it, but I guess I don't really not enjoy it either. Yeah, I don't hate it. No, but yeah, I mean, active rest can look like however it needs you to be. And I think especially as entrepreneurs, it's also so being like beaten into our heads that we have to rest. It's not everybody can sit for 20 minutes and meditate. No. So active rest is another form of something that we can do. Mindfulness yeah. that will alleviate us from. And so from funny, like what you're talking about, is all 100% true and subconscious, like below the surface. Mm-hmm. But Deep work for me oftentimes is preparing for a presentation. Mm. So like if I have a client and you know, I just, let's just say in the first 30 days, if I sign a new client, mm-hmm. it's like I'll present for four hours, you know, all the findings I have for marketing we will brainstorm for 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like we'll get executive buy-in. We'll create a plan, mm-hmm. create a success roadmap, things like that. It's like my first 30 day deliverable. Right. Like that's a lot of work, but like I can't I'm imagine. But like a four hour call is, is a lot, right? Yeah. But if I'm going to do something after that, I'm gonna be doing active rest. I'm gonna like mm-hmm. walk the dog or do laundry. Yeah. Because your brain can only handle so much of that focus effort every day. Yeah. My brother who's a math professor, he says he only does research between two and four hours a day maximum. Yeah. And he's, you know, thirty one and tenure track, like doing really well in his career. And he goes Ross, a lot of my competitors are like 43 and they're not as far as me and they work 12 hours a day. Mm. He goes, their problem is they're not doing good work. Yeah. He goes, I have so much to do. I could always be thinking about work. I could obsess, but he goes, sometimes they just need to play guitar and like drink a whiskey and yes. like hang out with my girlfriend and my dog. Yeah. And like he attributes a lot of his success in his field to having uh, a healthier mindset and relationship with yeah. his work. Yeah, because he goes a lot of people in my field have like panic attacks and like break down and like stress themselves out about it because they're obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're just I mean, that's part of the process is realizing what you can handle and what you can't. And I think a lot of us feel like if we're not doing what's considered businessy or productive, then we feel guilty. Yeah. And the thing is, like you and I have, you know, solopreneur, you know, small or a, a couple like either. 1099 or like employee, a yeah. couple employees. It's not like, not like we have 50 employees. You know no, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, it's like our whole life is a business. Yeah. Like what, when you incorporate what you do as a passion, like the radio and the podcasting, mm-hmm. the travel, like all that does is like help your brand and helps your content. And like yeah. you do that work for other clients, but you use yourself as exhibit a for the work that you do for other clients too. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know a lot of people that punch a clock, nothing wrong with that. But they separate work as like a one third minimum out of their 24 hours, like eight hours of that 24 is just dedicated to the other. Yeah. So like not them. It's like a a multiple personality. It's like, oh, that's my work Ross versus my relaxing Ross versus my family Ross. It's like, I'm just the same Ross I try to be all the time. Yes. So it's funny that you say that because we always used to like when I 
both Kenny and I were working nine to five and doing all of the things, the corporate grind, we would go on vacation and Kenny would say to me all the time, oh, vacation Nella's here. Mm. And even some of my friends would like jump in on that because we always vacationed with friends because like I said, we don't have kids. And they'd be like, yeah, vacation now, vacation now. And then I was like, one day I was like, but I want to be vacation now all the time. Yeah, yeah. So because obviously people like vacation now. Do they not like work now? But like, why are there two different Nels? That's really wild thing about. Right? Yeah. Right. So let's just make vacation now a thing. <laughs> and I feel like maybe I could somehow play off this. My mind is just constantly like, what's next? But then yeah. that's another thing too, is that yeah, you got to remember, like focus on the good thing right now. <laughs> well, and the other thing too, and like this is my experience with, with uh, cage fighting mixed martial arts is I worked a tech startup job for like 50, 60 hours a week. And then I would go and train for cage fights for like mm-hmm. 20 hours a week. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I love cage fighting. I'm just working to support this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to, you know, I'm starting to get some traction. I had a, you know, a couple of amateur fights. I have this following. I sold all these tickets. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with not working. I'm going to lean in on trying to be a pro athlete. And as yeah. soon as my hobby became my career, I oh. hated it. So it was like, yeah. it was like the fighter Ross and like the business Ross. Mm-hmm. Like they were two separate. I just like let one win. or let one die for the other. And then yeah. the same thing happened. I stopped doing all the physical stuff, like my hobbies. And I just mm-hmm. only worked. And I hated doing only work too. Yeah. And it was only when you like incorporate your whole person in the work that I started being more successful in everything. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. And that's, why I never went into culinary for yeah. work because that is literally like I recognized that's my creative outlet and I understand the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. I've been in it. I knew that that part of it would absolutely kill me. Yeah. And then I wouldn't like it anymore. And for some reason, you know, video and video editing, I mean, this was a, it was kind of like a lifelong passion type thing, but I equated that to more of who I was. So that's how I kind of knew yeah. that, that was where I should go with this. But yeah, it's uh, it's all real. It's all, yeah, it's just crazy how we all go through. I'm just like thinking about how we're all so similar in what we go through Yeah, as entrepreneurs. I feel like the one thing that's just so interesting about this conversation is we talked so much about lifestyle and, and habits and like passions and hobbies and like fun things like how the projects you're working on are exciting and engaging. But like a year ago when I talked to Nell, that was, you know, in another business and in two business, like we were more focused on the project that, you know, we were engaged in, which was like helping me become a podcaster. Yeah. When we started talking about business, like the other business, it was like, mm-hmm. well, enticing media, basically we talk about enticing media. It's like, well, this isn't as growing as fast as I want it to be. <laughs> and the other business was being a pain point and like mm-hmm. there's just so much less pain overall in this conversation yeah. today like one year later well thank you for recognizing that yeah yeah there's you know i'm just gonna say like not every day is sunshine and roses of course because and that's the thing like people expect that when you say you're gonna go do this they're like oh cool she's gonna love every ounce every facet every moment no. of life and that's just not true that's not true for anybody but when you're actually doing what you want to do you yeah. sound different you sound different but you also you know you take those things and you accept them and it's a lot easier to accept them oh yeah when you're doing it for yourself you're solving a better set of problems yes and you're yeah. also solving the problems that you want to solve mm-hmm. 
It's a lot easier. There's a lot less of like the smiling and nodding that's forced. <laughs> well, I'm blonde, so I still do a lot of smiling and nodding. But, but... <laughs> yeah, but you... all right. I know I should not say that. The customer service <laughs> smile is the the unique. That's the other thing. Kenny always used to say, "You and your sister have customer service voices that are like." So my sister and I look very similar. Okay. And we sound very similar. Yeah. But he's like, your customer service voices are you wouldn't know who is who. And I'm like, yes, that's amazing. I'm going to hire her in our business for customer service. So it'll sound like me, even though it's not really me. Does she know this? No, uh, (laughs) she's not going to listen to this. So I'm not even worried about her finding out, but I'll talk to her about it. I won't tell her. I won't tell her. (laughs) I don't know her either. That's funny. Anyway, where were we? (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about how, uh, and I, I mean, I think I recognize the same thing in myself. It's like, when I was working in a business partnership that, you know, it yeah. was, there was a lot of good things, a lot of little things that were tough. Mm-hmm. But when I started like that role started morphing into just not what I had envisioned, like wasn't my own vision. wasn't what I could see myself doing long-term. Yeah. When I knew that I needed to like exit, I just felt like everything was just more stressful than it needed to be. Like I was just a more stressed out person. And like, therefore my life yeah, perceivably at the time was just more full of like, you know, hard, yeah. hard feelings. Now it's like my job is a lot less quote unquote secure. I've got a lot smaller of a business. I have a lot less help in my business. And I'm just like way more happy. Yeah. Like I have this like freedom to be me. That's amazing. Yeah. No. And, and it I sounds can, like that's a similar situation for what you're yeah, at. Yeah. It is definitely similar. You can, you can tell like your level of, even when you talk about what you're doing now, it's like, it's different. There's like a different tone in your voice. Yeah. And with the partnership too, I think it also is, it makes a difference. Like, are you start? are you both starting something from the ground up or mm. are you coming into an already existing business? Which is what I did. I started to feel a little like an employee mm. because it's, I'm coming into that person's vision and it's not the vision that I have because I didn't have one for it. And, you know, I can, I can try to influence as much as possible, you know, both of you or all of you bring something different to the table. But, yeah. you know, there's that aspect, too. And I'm not saying that's that way for everybody. No, it's not. Everyone's different. Like, some people need that partnership. It's great. Like, they yeah. love the structure. They love the... Yeah. Like, they love that. But for some people... And there's, kind of, you know, different ways of setting it up, too. Some people, I think, I looked at it a little bit as, like, a, like a guidance type thing, too. Mm. Like, you know... Cause I, it also I learned different. a tremendous amount. Yeah. I would never yes. have been able to learn what I did, how fast I did solo. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that. But sometimes you're in a season of learning and sometimes you're in a season of earning. Yeah. And like right now I'm just, I'm still learning all the time, yeah. but it's not the same at all. It's like everything I'm learning, I'm voluntarily taking on, not because I have to. Right. And that's an amazing place to be at because yeah, I mean, like you said earlier, not on air. I don't think on air. This is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can, yeah, choosing to work with people that you want to work with is, I don't know, what exactly did you say? I know exactly, like, I mean, what you were trying to say. The spirit of what I was trying to say was like, you can't put an ROI on having That's customers it. that you just love working with. Yeah. 
No, you can't. Like, like it's I have, impossible. I have a customer right now who's just a great person, great human being, love the business. Like, would say I'm good friends with him now through business, and he's not my biggest customer by any means. He's right. not like my highest price tag, but it doesn't matter because I just get a, a, this great intrinsic reward of helping this person grow their business. Yeah, that's and like a lot of I've had customers that pay me quite a bit mm-hmm. that I was just like didn't like at a certain point like the relationship was like fine. It was it was yeah. great. It just wasn't like. How do I say it? Like, um, it felt more like work versus when I'm helping a client that I'm just like super duper 10 out of 10 bought into Mm -hmm. everything about it. It just doesn't feel like work. It feels like play. Like creativity is just intelligence at having fun. (laughs) So it's just like, I can do more creative work when I'm having fun. Yeah. There's actually, I have a client that, I mean, we, we meet once a week. I would say he's definitely now my biggest client and we meet once a week to talk about the work that like the ongoing work that we have and our, we always call them quote quick calls unquote, because they're (laughs) not quick at all. They end up being these like hour, hour and a half, like discussions where we're literally in the talks of like, should we make this like a podcast or something? Mm. I don't know, but we're two extremely creative people and we'll talk about anything and everything but every single time we have a conversation one of us or both of us leaves with a new business idea or new idea for something in the business or something like that that's where a lot of business gets done yeah and like the happy hours having the whiskey or doing something like uh this particular client uh saw him just about a month ago and we went and did something on a Sunday that I would do with any of my friends and because we forged that relationship. And I think that makes us just better people in our businesses for that. Cause you get into like the real life aspect of who you are as people, which I mean, business is all about doing business with, I mean, all you like business, no and trust. All, all business is people business. It, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, to your point, like I've had very formal zoom conversations for sales mm-hmm. where it was just like, had to wear like a button down shirt and like still my gym shorts underneath yeah. the zoom. And I'm just like, this kind of didn't feel, it felt forced. And then I've had random, you know, happy hours where you're having a cigar and you're having a whiskey mm-hmm. with someone and you're just like, do you want to just like combine our business? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. And just, you know, the context matters so much. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about putting yourself in that position. What does it take, like an hour to smoke a cigar? Yeah, something You've like got that. an hour. You're sitting there. Like, you know what you're doing. Yeah. You're talking. Like, there you go. Why not make it productive? Just another reason to love Lebanon. Ash Cigar Bar. Okay, I've been there one time. It's a great time. I went to Cigars International this past weekend. Where's that? It's in Hamburg. Yeah, I was told after I had that cigar with that person I'm talking about, next time we got to get a Cigars International. That's what he said. Okay. That place is great. It's amazing. So my friend Christina, mm-hmm. I we met for a hike at Hawk Mountain because it's nice. like 15 minutes yep. away. Love that area. And because she smokes cigar- cigars, I smoke cigars, we were like, yeah, let's go there. And it's amazing. If you haven't been, it's super cool. Two levels. There's two bars. There's a lounge area where you can smoke. They have outdoor area where yeah. you can do it. And then you can, I mean, they have all kinds of cigars that you can think of. And it's amazing. It would be an absolutely perfect business 
like meetup place if it For sure. wasn't an hour away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I agree. I think Ash is a great space. Awesome. Yeah. Well, now I could keep talking to you, but we're approaching the hour mark. Oof. Um, it sounds like things are going well for the last year. So my <laughs> well, to question. To sum it all up, yeah. Yeah, to sum it all up, I figured out what the Nell is up. Yeah. What the um, Nell? So checking out your podcast, go go to What the Nell. It's on all podcast streaming platforms. Yes. Enticing Media is the media brand. Yes. E n t i c e i n g media. And then the the tr- you do Sandcastle Radio. Sandcastle Radio on the road with Kenny and Nell is a radio show Thursday nights at eight p.m. And the YouTube Eastern. channel's title is called Kenny and Nell. Kenny and Nell. Yeah. If, if I'm missing anything, fill in the blanks. Uh, Enticing Media does the Drunk Squirrel, which is kind of like a local-ish podcast. Okay. Too. Uh, yeah, I think I think you've pretty much covered it all. Awesome. So <laughs> check out Nell and what she's doing. Support local Lebanon entrepreneurs. As always, you know, I'm sure we're going to do another episode sometime, but it's, it's great to catch up. Yeah. And, uh, Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks so much.